Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. When my husband and I got married, we moved into one of the most stunning homes I've ever seen in my life in Southern California. It was really a masterpiece. A 1920s, architecturally gorgeous house. But when we moved into the home, something shifted. The house became angry. I don't know how else to explain it. One night, I'm sleeping in my bed. It's three in the morning. My husband's working late. And I'm dead asleep. All of a sudden, I feel... thinking, oh, we're having a tremor or an earthquake. Oh my gosh. So I wake up. And I'm looking around. And then I feel it again. And I look up to the chandelier. And it's not moving. It would be moving if the earth was moving. Only my bed is moving. I am frozen in fear, wondering why my bed is shaking. But nothing else in the room is moving. And all of a sudden, I saw this black shadow shoot across the floor. And the door burst open, and I got so scared, so I get up. And there's nothing there. So I lock that door. I, I, I pulled the covers up over my head, and I just laid there, and I just tried to fall back asleep. The next day, I told my husband what happened. And my husband starts laughing. I don't think it's funny. And he just brushed it off. But I was unsettled with the whole thing. Soon after, we had our daughter. And when I had the baby, I had hired this nanny and we go out to dinner one night. We haven't been gone maybe 40 minutes. And all of a sudden we get a call from the alarm company. The alarm company says the alarm's going off. I immediately called the nanny and she's crying. We just ran out of the restaurant. 
we come home from dinner and I go upstairs to the baby's room and she's laying on the floor next to the baby. She's crying. She's shaking. I said, what's wrong? She said she was walking down the main stairway. And all of a sudden, all the doors burst open. And then, of course, the alarm goes off. And nobody's there. And then, she goes, I feel somebody grab my arm. She said, I'm never coming back to this house again. It's haunted. Howdy, guys. This is Montana Jordan, a cult specialist, paranormal and parapsychological researcher, and independent consultant. And you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, with my good friend, the amazing Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, August 1st, 2022, episode 276. How is everyone out there around the world doing? And man, always glad to be back in the hot seat. I don't know about you guys, but it's been pretty warm over here. And of course, across the states, there's many hot spots, especially in Texas. Yeah, I hate to be down there right now. <laughs> but as far as announcements are concerned, uh, there will not be a new Aaron's Heart Show for Tuesday. Wednesday, there will be a new Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And then, as always, this Friday, two new entertaining short films will be released. And a new podcast has come on board the network. And they're going to be released on Friday as well. And the name of the podcast is Who Do Lounge Radio. That's Who Do Lounge Radio. That's H as in Harry. Now it's not Voodoo. It's Who Do so that's the name, and that's going to be hosted with Diedrich Hilton. And it's all about the paranormal, the weird and strange, all that type of stuff that you guys love. And actually, he premiered last Friday. Yeah, the very first episode. So if you're unaware of that, you know, go back to last Friday, check it out. Great show. And just make sure this Friday, episode two comes out. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I think you will. And other than that, that's about it for announcements. Yeah, I hope you guys really like the new show, Hoodoo Lounge Radio with Daedric Hilton. And so with that, let's get the show on the road, and you guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on, say it with me. Say it with me. That's right, to the story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fans are blasting. Nice and cool in here. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor, and don't forget to grab yourself a nice cold popsicle. Oh, yeah, we got plenty. Hey, you guys are doing that. Get behind my desk here, as always. Okay, and I printed off Bert's packet. Let's see what she uh, chose for us today. 
Okay. That looks like we got a short one, a medium one, and a long one. Oh, okay, very good. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Wet the whistle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right. Let's see here. The first one. This one is by Golden Dragon, and it's titled The New Hospital. Okay, Golden Dragon. Let's see what you got, man. I visited Japan for an opening ceremony of a new hospital at Hokkaido. It was Chinese New Year and there were many visitors around. And there is a saying, the more visitors, the more accidents. That night, right after the party, two patrons were sent to our hospital, a car accident. It was due to a slippery road. The car lost control and spun 40 meters across the bus road and smashed into a tour bus. Luckily, there were no tourists inside or around the bus at that time, but the bus driver had his lower body crushed where the car had smashed. The driver of the car was an old man heading to a wedding ceremony. Information from the police said that he stepped on the brake too suddenly and the rear tire slipped. Unfortunately, the car driver died immediately. That night, the family of the car driver came over and we had to tell them the tragic news. Meanwhile, the bus driver was rushed to do an immediate operation. We needed to observe him and decided whether or not to do another operation some days later when he awakes. We found that the bus driver's family had not come over and we realized that he was living alone and had no family. The bus driver did not wake for almost a week. His company's co-workers and managers did visit, but none of them stayed for too long since he was not in good shape. The doctor decided to do another operation since the time is limited and they could not wait for him to decide. We had to thank the best for any patron. The operation did not go well. From the doctor's information, the patron was bleeding badly during the operation and the health condition of him was not too good. The patron died that evening, making it the second death in our hospital. That night, when I went to tidy up the patron's room for the next day's use, I saw a person facing the wall mumbling to the wall. I tried to go and ask him who he was, but I was stopped by a nurse who had worked at the old hospital for years. She pulled me over and told me to never speak to such people. I suddenly realized that the person I saw looked just like the injured bus driver. I may have experienced the hospital's first ghost story. Thank you for your hard work. And man, that's from Golden Dragon. Golden Dragon, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Uh, normally you see, you know, hear voices or see an apparition walking down the hall or lights going on and off in a, page, in a patient's room that passed away. That's I read those a lot, but this is the first time I've uh, read about you actually seeing an apparition standing in the corner or something facing the wall. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you got the uh, veteran nurse that stops you from talking to it, and she tells you, uh, don't talk to such people. <laughs> Just leave them alone, man. Yeah, great story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that would just creep me out. Then again, knowing me, I'd probably start talking to it until I realize, okay, something's not right. <laughs> All right, what do we got? What's next? 
This one is by Dan, and it's titled, My Guardian Angel. Okay, Dan, let's see what you got, man. About 27 years ago, I had to leave town for work for about a week. Before I left, I talked to my grandmother on the phone, and she told me to call her when I got back, and she'd have me over for pot roast, since we hadn't visited in a while. When I returned from travel, I got home late after many hours of flying, and I slept in the next day, which was Saturday. I spent the rest of Saturday and all of Sunday getting the household back in order and getting ready for the next busy week. It happened to be Labor Day weekend, and Monday was a holiday. I was taking a class from the local university also, and had homework that I was doing that weekend also. I'd missed a week of classes, so I was stressed and trying to catch up with the material. I hadn't called my grandmother to let her know I was home. Monday morning, day off from work because of the holiday, I invited a friend over who was in my class to study with me. While we were studying, I got up for a drink of water and passed the phone that was mounted to the wall and immediately thought of the fact that I hadn't called my grandmother yet. I said to myself that I wasn't going to call that day because I needed a rest after this study session was done. It was entirely selfish of me, and right when that thought entered my mind, I was shook to the core by a very loud voice yelling at me in my head, talking over my thoughts, and saying, Can you live with that decision? I was stunned and so startled that I stopped and gave serious thought to this question. I said to myself, Yeah, I can live with that, and went back about my business. About five hours later, my brother called me and said I had better go to the hospital because something was wrong with Grandma, and she was in the emergency room. I got to the hospital, and about 20 minutes later, we were told that they couldn't save her. It turns out that she had been cooking beans and felt a bit fatigued and decided to lay down while they simmered. My grandmother was a religious person and always knelt at her bedside to say her prayers before laying down the rest. She was found by a nephew in the position of kneeling next to her bed with her head and upper body collapsed onto the bed. The coroner said her heart just stopped. She hadn't been sick, so this shocked everyone. Plus, she was only in her 50s. She was only 15 when she gave birth to my mother, and since her cultural background had her family marry her off when she was only 14. The voice that tried to warn me didn't sound either male or female. It yelled at me and it gave me a choice and I chose not to call her. I felt horrible guilt for years. Now, I understand that I'm only human and made the decision I thought was best at the time. I haven't experienced anything like that voice since then and have wondered if it was my guardian angel and if it had to yell at me because I'm so thick and insensitive that I had to work hard to get through my thick skull. I found out recently that my grandmother likely died from a rare genetic heart disease that causes sudden death. I'm very much enjoying this network, and I thank you for your hard work. And that's from Dan. Dan, oh man, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. And yeah, you know, that's too bad about your grandmother, and um, I understand the guilt. You know, choices we make, should have done this, should have done that. Of course, like you said, she wasn't sick at the time, so there wasn't no cause for concern, really. 
but it happens that quick sometimes. I keep on hearing this from other people. You know, you just never know. You know, one day it's fine, then you wake up the next morning, all of a sudden you got messages on your phone, and you know, someone in your family is uh, is in trouble. Yeah, Dan, thank you very much for sharing again. Yeah, great story. All right, what's next? What do we got? Okay, this one is by Mac, and it's titled "A Warning." Okay, Mac, Let's see what you got, man. This is not a things-that-go-bump-in-the-night experience, but intriguing nonetheless. This experience took place in Melbourne around 1991. I was about 20 years old on my OE. I was working part-time as a cleaner at a boys' high school in a suburb called Torak. Not exactly glamorous work cleaning toilets used by hundreds of teenage boys, but, but it was a job and it gave me enough money to pay my bills and with a bit left over for beer and drumsticks. Being a young semi-bum, I didn't own a car, so I cycled everywhere, including to and from my cleaning job. I had been working there for a good year, so I had a very set and efficient routine. I took my bike outside, spun the pedal around to get the foot thingy in the right place. I jumped on, sped down the road about 150 meters into a very busy intersection. If the light was red, I would either do, or try to do, the balance thing where you remain stationary and then looking at the other traffic light changing, anticipate the green light, and the second it changed, power off at a great rate of knots. Anyway, one day, no different than any other, it was time to go to work. But this day seemed different. Something was just slowing me down. I wasn't feeling tired, depressed, ill, or anything like that. But I got my bike from my room and took it outside, and something, like a voice in my head, was saying, slow down, take it easy, no rush, take your time. I clearly recall trying to get the pedal thingy and seeing it spin around and around almost in slow motion, but I was not the least bit concerned and felt I had all the time in the world. There was no rush casually pushed off and rolled down the hill towards the intersection. I trundled up to the red light and put my foot down on the road. I still had a very strong sensation to not rush and to take my sweet time. I saw the other light turning orange, so I looked down at that pedal thingy and tap, tap, tap around it went as I tried to put my foot in it. Now, usually at this point I would be starting to move off, both feet and the pedals, ready to rapidly accelerate down the road, usually level with the first car next to me or just behind it. Now, the light turned green and the first car had already moved off and I had casually began cycling about even with the second car, unheard of for me. Just then, I suddenly heard this roaring of an engine from the left. I only had time to glance up to see a car come hurtling down the hill, probably doing 90 to 80, no braking whatsoever, shoot through the red light and attempt to pass between the first car and the second car that I was next to, literally a couple meters in front of me. It smashed a glancing blow into the front of the second car and careened through the intersection before coming to a screeching halt about 50 meters down the road. 
I remember I kept cycling and looking back in a very detached way at the car thinking, holy crap, but wasn't shocked or having any how close was that thoughts. It was as if the whole experience was playing out as if it should have. Only later on did the realization hit me of how prior to that incident, I had been somehow slowed down by someone or something. I have no doubt that if I had carried out my normal routines of powering through that intersection, I would have been hit by that car and the outcome would not have been good. The next day I was back to my usual fast speedy routine, but I did tend to look to that left side hill for a few days after. I now believe a guide was looking after me that day, as I was somehow able to know that a car was due to speed through that red light. How that knowledge came to my mind is one of those mysteries that keeps life interesting. I know I'm not alone with these kinds of warnings. Uh, thanks for reading. And that's from Mac. Mac, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Um, some people may call it intuition, though. They don't actually hear anything, but they get a feeling. That's what I get once in a while, you know. Kind of like, uh, you should take a left here. And, you know, I'm just following my routine Um my routine path if I'm going to a certain store you know that happened to me one time you know uh, don't take a left here take the next route because there's like two routes to go to the store but I I ignored it and I just went down the uh, the normal route and then all of a sudden it was like a two-lane road and then it turned into a one-lane road one-lane road and there was all this construction and here I am sitting in traffic and it took me a long time to get through all that construction whereas and what I found out, the second route was nice and clear. <laughs> it's just kind of odd how things like that happen. But yeah, Mac, very interesting. Yeah, that is weird. You, you're normally, you know, you're on a rush, but that morning, you're just taking your time. Don't know why, but you're just taking your time. <laughs> all right, thanks again. And that is it. That's all the stories that Britt has uh, sent to me by email. And as always, we are flattered that you come to the RPA Network, and hopefully you are finding something that you like, and hopefully you're enjoying yourself. Tell your friends and family. Maybe they might like something here as well. And if you don't have it yet, get the free RPA app. Just go to your app store and do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and download it for free. Full video capability. You can watch the videos and film through there as well. Or just go to realparanormalactivity.com and watch the short films and video and everything else there as well. You can also sign up for a premium membership. There's a big button there at the site. Just click on that. And for $3.99 a month, you can cancel anytime and you get all the previous archived RPA shows, listener stories, interviews, bonus episodes, and even a little bit over 30 plus audiobooks of folklore from other cultures around the world. And that $3.99 we think is a fair price and it helps support the network, helps us pay the bills, and cancel anytime, as I mentioned. And thank you for your support. And also, if you are on one of the major platforms, audio platforms, such as iHeartRadio, Pandora, etc., etc., we're on 30-plus platforms now, so if you're in your car or at work listening to your top 40, just do a search for us, and we're probably on one of those platforms. And if you get tired of listening to music, yeah, listen to some ghost stories, get your spook on and so with that, I am calling it. This show's been produced by myself and Britt, and is also made possible by the Foss Corporation, and man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night.